0: Hello?
1: Hello? Hi, wow, I hear you.
0: Oh, because I can't hear anything.
1: That's perfect, just how I like it. <laughs> oh, shit, oh, shit, excuse me, Ex- excuse me, we're recording? What are you recording? We're recording a podcast introduction?
0: Why does she have She's because interrupting she...
1: again. Yeah, yeah, oh my god, Samantha. I'm uh... doing one with her. This is the family episode, so I, I figured I had to invite Danielle to be on it so that everyone's included. Oh, when am I going to be... You're already well, you out. interrupted
0: Lindsay's interview.
1: <laughs> you already are in the episode.
0: Just like you're in this right now. You just always um, find I'll a way to interrupt. Yeah, see, this is your second feature. <laughs> um, so, I just... I'm just on the podcast because I walked yeah, in. Yeah, you interrupt.
1: Are you done with class? Yeah. Okay, so when we're done, I'll yell. Yeah, come back. I will come back. I love you, sexy. I love you, man. Hate to get, see you go, but I love to watch you leave. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> All right, everybody. Slick. So
0: we are here with my little cousin. Not so little. Tinya, how tall are you? 5'8", five,
1: 5'9". Five, I'm 4'11". <laughs> Isn't that a midget? No! <laughs> um, I think that's 4'7". Oh. I, I'm I clear. I'm clear. Listen, I'm not interested. That's not why we're I'm here. I'm interested, ladies and gentlemen. You're probably like, "What is going on? Who are these people?" And so, I'm just here to tell you that today's episode is a family fiasco. Four seven, right?
0: Four <laughs> ten. Oh my!
1: Oh my God! I'm very really...
0: short stature. of Four ten or less results in dwarfism. Well, I'm so glad I just
1: <laughs> made it. Wow. Who knew? Who knew we were so borderline? I mean. <laughs> I did. In today's episode, I interview my cousin Lindsay. And during that interview, her cousin Samantha no her sister, my other cousin Samantha interrupted. Did so I had two sisters in the podcast episode and I'm like, I can't leave out the third. So I wanted to invite Danielle on while I recorded the intro. For this intro, I was thinking about telling you guys this embarrassing story because what else am I good for? With that so are you ready?
0: Okay, what's the story?
1: Oh wow, you're ready. <laughs> I've been on TikTok a lot. And I see always pe- I see people sharing these funny stories and I wonder like how they get it so perfect to share it that it goes viral. And let me actually, let me pull up the exact TikTok so that I could tell you his experience versus my experience. Holy shit, where'd it go? Oh, so this person said, I just remembered in first grade, I asked my teacher to go pee and she said no. So I pissed myself sitting on the computer lab chair next to my girlfriend at the time and nobody let... And told nobody and left my pee in the chair for the next little kid to sit in and went to the school in the rest of the day in his pee pants. (laughs) So considering he got 800,000 views on that, I just want to share my story because I think it's better and I didn't put it on TikTok. So I was in second grade and you know how they used to make you sing the songs in the morning? Like, okay. So we had a rug, a carpet in my second grade classroom and it had different squares on it and each square had a different color of the rainbow. So little Nikki is sitting there singing along, and I raised my hand, and I'm like, excuse me, ma'am, can I please go to the bathroom? And she said, no, we're singing. So little Nikki proceeded to sit in her square and pee on the rug, and then shift over to another square and <laughs> pee in that little one a little bit. And then I shifted to another square, pee there, and then fine. Finally- How much pee did you have? <laughs> well, it was because I was trying to do very little so no one would notice it. Until this boy literally called me out and was like, she's peeing. (laughs) (laughs) And I think I actually dropped dead.
0: (laughs) I think Lindsay's done the same thing. (laughs) Wait,
1: it gets worse. It gets so much worse. So everyone calls me out. I'm absolutely mortified. She sends me to the nurse's office. And I'm sure I said I had to pee and she wouldn't let me go. And they didn't have any extra pants except snow pants. So the school nurse put me in snow pants and sent me back to my classroom. So all day you would hear the the of my pants. I don't know. I thought that was really embarrassing. And like, can how, can I put that on TikTok? Story. Okay. So I don't know. Did you think? I guess you didn't really think it was that funny.
0: Well, you've no, told you me the story. Before, you've heard yeah. that
1: story? Oh, so this kind of was disappointing. <laughs> oh. So I think the lesson we're going to take from this is if you're a student or if you're a teacher, you cannot stop someone from going to the restroom. If they have to go, they have to go. I don't care if you're 8 years old or you're 18 years old. Restrooms are a necessary part of life. Especially little kids. Don't tell little kids they can't go to the bathroom because they're literally just going to like let it, let it loose. Yeah. Did you ever have any situations where you... I think
0: Lindsay's been in a very similar situation as you. Really? Yes. You've never like peed yourself? No, I pee in my bed once, never done it again.
1: You know, my brother peed his bed for years.
0: It's disgusting. <laughs> Sam did, too. They, they, used, they used to have to get, like,
1: a, a special comforter, a special sheet.
0: Yeah, we have an extra sheet because the dogs used to pee on our beds. Oh, That good. was fun.
1: That's lovely. Well, that was going to be my intro to the episode, so... That's great. Before we get into the episode, do you think there's anything else the viewers, our students need to know about your family, Lindsay... You, me, I have another story of when I like went to the bathroom somewhere I shouldn't have. You
0: know the story I think you should use? What? Lindsay slipping in her vomit. (gasps) What? (laughs) Excuse me? (laughs) I'm sorry. You've never heard this story? No. When did that happen? Oh my God. So I was in sixth grade. Lindsay was in like fifth grade. Yeah. My mom was in Atlantic City for a work conference. My dad was home upstairs. It was one night. Lindsay wasn't feeling well. She was walking in the hall to go to the bathroom. Mm. She vomited all <laughs> over the Like, projected vomit all over the walls, all over the floor, and it was, like, dark, so, like, she couldn't see where she was going, slid right in the <laughs> And then... Oh, it's like a movie. I don't know. My little sister called my mom, and she's like, Mom... I don't feel well. I just slept in my own vault. My mom hung up, called my dad, yelled at her, you better get, can I curse? <laughs> you could. You better get your ass down here right now and help or I'll daughter. call Child Protective Services on you. He probably had no idea what was going on. <laughs> so I'm He went so downstairs, looked at Lindsay, and he was like, what happened? He's yeah, like, what did you do? <laughs>
1: I couldn't. Th- I couldn't think of a better way to introduce little
0: Lindsay. <laughs> the next day, oh, we were, more? Well, <laughs> So we were like, I was really close to my sixth grade teacher because you know me, I was old. <laughs> I'm young but old. No, old soul. old soul. It's a Scorpio Yay, thing. Yeah, yeah. Scorpio sister. So I told my teacher about what happened. Yeah. And then I don't know what exactly happened, but yet everyone in the school knew. <laughs> Your poor sister. I would have absolutely. I think this is a great you. way to introduce Lindsay. You, I can't believe you never
1: heard this story. I, I'm. Yeah, was I the only one to not know? I guess not. And She's you, gonna kill me.
0: I can't wait for her to
1: hear this. So, without further ado, everyone, the one and only Lindsay slipping her own throw at Bernstein. <laughs> hello okay little lindsay is that you (laughs) yeah hi how are you doing Uh, i'm good a little hectic but you know that's life how are you i'm doing well i'm so happy to be here thanks for having me oh my god thank you for taking time out of your hectic schedule to come how'd you sleep um
2: i slept okay a little stressed so not really a peaceful sleep but it's good
1: what are you stressed about
2: The way I got sent home, there's a hypothetical that I could return in two weeks. So, you know, am I going back to school in two weeks? Am I staying home?
1: It's like every day
2: my life gets picked up and moved to another location.
1: The unknown is very unsettling.
2: True that.
1: That's where we need to start. So I was going to tell our audience that Lindsay just got sent home from her first attempt at attending university. And I just thought that you could elaborate on that because I know we were talking yesterday and we discovered that it was exactly two weeks it lasted. So I was going to ask you to start off just telling us, like, who are you? What's going on? What just happened?
2: So I'm Lindsay Wilson, you know. Um, The one and only. I'm a freshman at James Madison University in Harrisonburg, Virginia. I'm in the 24th of August. And last Tuesday, the 1st of September, I got a lovely email saying that all students living on campus have to move off campus. I had until this Monday, so Labor Day the 7th at 5 p.m. to move out.
1: Oh my god, do they, are they like, oh so they're not, gonna, they're not telling you if they're going to like refund you yet because there's a possibility you may come back?
2: Well, so it's really stupid how they're doing this in my opinion but so they sent out another email saying that if you choose to go off campus because some kids like if they don't have stable food or a stable household stable wi-fi or if they have their parents are high risk they're allowed to fill out this exemption form and they keep you on campus Mm
1: -hmm. but
2: like everyone's saying the kids that are on campus that it's a ghost town so i personally wouldn't have wanted to stay but some people needed to stay so they stayed so those kids didn't get a refund we only were technically sent home for a month we only get a month's refund so we're still paying our tuition and we get room and board and fees money back well that's nice that
1: they are doing some type of refund
2: yeah I think there would have been civil unrest if they didn't
1: oh my god okay so I want to talk about things that happened at the beginning of your freshman year because specifically on the first day of class the first day of class was
2: a mess and I am highly embarrassed of what happened but I'll share it either way. I'm honored. (laughs) Thanks. But so JMU and a bunch of other schools started doing hybrid classes because, you know, they wanted to keep the number of kids in a room at a time really low. So the professor could split it up either your majors, A through whatever letter in the alphabet, and the other would be the other to Z. Like whatever they decided to do, they split the classes in half. And so, you know, little freshman Lindsay over here is – Freaking out because I'm in a new town that I've never been in. I'm on a campus that's like bigger than my hometown, and I'm just like, oh my god, like I need like time to get used to life. Yeah. And they're throwing me into classes because I moved in the 24th and classes started the 26th, so I really didn't have time to get acquainted.
1: Yeah, and I remember. Wait, I just want to say because I remember you called me like freaking out. You're like, how I don't. How am I going to learn the campus by all my classes? And I'm like. What you're going to do is find the classroom for, like, tomorrow and go there. And then after that, you worry about the next class. So I just want to share that because for anyone who's going to a new campus or doing something like that, like, just focus on what's right in front of you. Don't get stressed out by the whole big campus. Everyone, you go class by class. Oh, good. I'm glad. Yeah. So I actually did do that, but I wasn't prepared for the
2: next part. So I was, like, shuffling through all my emails. And the professor that I had, it was my writing 103 class. The professor sent out an email and he was like, okay guys, so you're in the Wednesday group. And then of course the bottom of the email, it said, but since school starts on a Wednesday, you're gonna come in Friday. So little freshman Lindsay totally forgot about the bottom of the email. When I wake up Wednesday morning and I'm like, what do I have to do? Cause my roommate had an 8am. So we were just up early and I had time. I was like, well, I guess let's start packing our bag. And I was like, okay, I have my writing class, and I was so nervous to make it on time because, like I said, I was taking the bus, and the campus is so big. And like, yes, my frock had shown me where the building was, but I wasn't 100% confident in myself. Yeah, I left like 30 minutes early, and I got there with like literally 30 minutes to spare. So I know yeah, that's a whole other story. <laughs> so I thought the class started at 10. The class started at 10:20. Nice. So then I'm, like, waiting outside, and then it's, like, 10-15, and I'm, like, okay, like, I think it's time to walk in. And I walk in, and the, the professor goes, wait, there's too many of you. And I was, like, oh, my. I was, like, that must suck. Someone must be here for the wrong time. <laughs> and then he starts going through the names, and I'm listening to the alphabet. And I'm, like, it's so weird. I'm, like, he's at K already. And then it hit me, and I was, like, holy shit, I'm supposed to be here Friday. Aww. And the professor... Calls me out and goes, you're the one that's not supposed to be here, and I was like, yep, it's me. And he was started talking, and he was like, don't worry, like you're not missing anything. And I was so like embarrassed and flustered that I literally got up and ran out of the classroom. Oh and if anyone God. knows me, they know I don't run. Like it took <laughs> a lot to a walk away from like like I guess my superior, like my professor, telling me it's okay. I ran out, and I just, like, literally went to the quad because that was near where I was. I was just like, oh, my God, like, what did I just do to myself? Like, what was the first impression I just made? No, it was okay. It was like
1: a little mistake. Yeah, so little Lindsay had a fun first day of classes. Little Lindsay, no. It's totally okay because, like I was telling you, I have definitely shown up to a class before when it was on the wrong day, and especially, like you were saying, you had— one day to prepare for your classes and then you got an email it was a little detailed they're doing hybrid it's the unknown and you're a freshman you're, i i feel for you but it's really i think it's a character building of incident
2: yeah well the character building hasn't started yet it's still a little of an open wound so <laughs> in a cup maybe next year
1: when i'm a sophomore i feel i feel bad for you your freshman experience is being tainted So, like, did you get to meet people when you were at school? Like, what was it like when you were actually there for those 14 days? Every time I either went to see
2: one of my sisters or I saw you, like, most people kept their doors open. Literally, no one's doors were open. Mm -hmm. You walk down the hallway, you could hear a pin drop. It is like a ghost sound. The next thing I always thought, I was like, oh, like, don't worry, the doors are closed. Like, there's going to be people hanging out in the lounges. Man, was I wrong jmu has beautiful lounges each floor had about four lounges just for the floor oh my and god there was no one in them every time i went to the lounge there was no one there and i was like oh my god like how am i going to meet people yeah wait that's and then, so unfortunate yeah and then my roommate was like don't worry like we have classes the way it worked like i said school started on a wednesday so between Wednesday school on a Wednesday and the way these hybrid classes work I actually only had about like each class in person once I only met probably one girl through my classes but we didn't even exchange numbers because it was like I just met the girl so it was just like we were talking like small talk and then I never saw her again because I got sent home I was best friends with my roommate my roommate had like two friends from home that we were hanging out with constantly
1: yeah, I get it. No, that must be like, really I'm hard. I'm hoping,
2: yeah, I hope I get to go back and meet
1: people, but... It's so crazy because now the alternative is, like, online schools. So I want to talk about, like, what's happening now that classes are online because that's a whole nother challenge.
2: Yeah, so especially for me, like I said, I'm a freshman, so I've been trained to use Google all of my life, as long as I can remember. I never learned, like, Word or Excel or, like, any other program. And, of course, I picked JMU, which uses Microsoft. So I have to learn
1: Word, Excel, PowerPoint, and I have no idea what I'm doing. That is so incredibly annoying because, like, not only are you balancing everything that's going on in life right now and doing your homework assignments, you have to worry about the format of them. I, yeah, I it's hear like you. the Harry Topper. No, I hear you, and it's actually interesting because, okay, how many years apart are we? Like, how old I are don't you? Know. How old are you? I'm 18, so how old are you? I'm 23, so we're five years apart. See, and when I grew up, I did not use Google. I remember your sister, Samantha, started, like, sending me things on Google, and I'm like, listen, I can't open this. Do not do it. Like, can you please send me a Word document? And in yeah. college, I never did I, the only thing I did on Google were group projects when we had to, like, share the PowerPoint with each other. And at that point, yeah. I wasn't really proficient at anything. I was just, like, typing in my part of the project. So mm-hmm. I can totally understand. Yeah, and in now high school, I mean... Mm-hmm.
2: We were taught how to do like headers, footers, I was citing things, I was putting footnotes in. So I am like amazing at Google Docs. No, I think and that's really
1: like- I think that's really smart because also so once I graduated, my Microsoft subscription expired and I didn't want to yeah. re- repurchase it because I'm like I could do all the same things on Google for free and I know I could share it easily once I learned how. So now here I am 23 trying to learn how to use like Google Drive and all its capabilities. And like I well, don't you know, know maybe how to we format. We should just have a Zoom class. We maybe we should. should have a Zoom class the
2: two of us. I'll share my Google Tricks and you'll share
1: your Word tricks. Yes. I love that idea. There you go. Okay, we could do it. We could do it on like Instagram Live and talk about it. <laughs> oh my god, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, get ready. Okay, but wait, I did want to say something without throwing anyone under the bus. Cousin Samantha, little Lindsay's. Sister is a sophomore in college, and I was on the phone with her after like her first day of school And she was telling me how her class went and she said she had something to say In regards to what they were speaking about in class and she was like, but I didn't get a chance to say it And I'm really worried about my class participation grade It was just mind-boggling to me because it's like online classes and it's like how are you supposed to get a class participation grade for online classes?
2: Yes, so, I mean, I can't speak for, like, other classes, and every class I take is different. One of my classes, the professor, like, I'm not a huge fan of him. He's my writing professor. He decided that, I guess, he is sick of lecturing, and he is switching to totally online asynchronous. So, when you're online, there's two options. You can either be synchronous, where you have, like, a Zoom or a WebMx, where your professor is lecturing and you're watching, and you can ask questions simultaneously, or you can like send in a question if you're afraid to talk. Mm-hmm. The other version is this asynchronous version, where your professor posts your assignment on a discussion board, and you have to respond by a certain time that day. And if you don't respond, you get counted as like an absent because this professor actually takes attendance most of my professors don't but this one does and you lose your class participation grade and he puts a zero in for the grade book because it is a graded assignment the participation for that class is graded on your discussion board but then i have a philosophy class that we're meeting every day synchronously on zoom and he's not doing participation at all because he understands that like kids are embarrassed to turn their cameras on because maybe their homes don't look like they want them to or they're embarrassed of themselves like he's understanding so we actually he decided that he would change the syllabus and drop the participation
1: grade. that's really kind and i was actually going to bring that up to you because i'm not sure what side of tiktok you're on but i definitely see school tiktok sometimes and it's actually like really sad i saw one that was like nobody's turning on their cameras and it's only the teacher talking to himself this one kid in the class turned on his camera so he didn't feel like he was alone and i thought that was so sweet because i totally understand like all teachers may not be the best but some of them especially like the older ones who are not even like that used to technology now they have to lecture to a blank screen and trust me with my anxiety and depression I will make the argument that you cannot make me turn my camera on I don't even want to come when they're in real life but <laughs> you also think about the teacher and it's like really yeah. it's it's yeah, actually really sad the when they just sit in like by themselves
2: you're like criteria he's like an older man I mean the poor thing took him 30 minutes to actually get us all into zoom today or yesterday when I was to have class There was only, like, eight kids with the camera on. And it was actually really insulting because out of the eight kids with the camera on, three of them were playing their guitars. And he was like, if you don't want to listen to me, he's either A, turn your camera off so I don't have to see it, or B, leave my class. He's like, I literally am not forcing you to be here because attendance isn't mandatory for him. These three other kids were just blatantly being disrespectful. They chose to have their cameras on. They chose to play their guitars, and when the professor called them out, two of them just, like, blatantly ignored him, and the other one was like, oh, I already did it, and then, like, he lied, because then he's like, oh, really? He's like, show, like, us your work, and he was like, well, what number is it? And mm-hmm. the professor told him, he's like, oh, he's like, I didn't know we had to do that.
1: That is so messed up, and, like, it that literally, my mouth dropped when you said that, and I'm sitting here, like, yeah. in shock, and it's bringing back to me this other TikTok I saw, like, Like, the fact that people can hide behind their cameras now, it's just creating this, like, behavior that they think they can just do things like that. And, like, the disrespect, the disrespect that that story holds is unbelievable. And so let me tell you, I'm not not sure if you saw this one, but I saw a TikTok of, like, these kids were young. They were probably in middle school. And I guess someone was talking over someone, and this kid's like, yo, you better shut the fuck up or I'm going to come over there. And, like, they start... Like, they're, like, fighting on the camera. And the teacher's, like, guys, guys. And, like, they were just, it's it's really, like. My mouth just dropped.
2: Like, that's insane.
1: It's, that's worse than, like, college level. And it's because they're little kids. Not only it has, like, I feel like social media and cell phones given children the opportunity to say mean things behind a barricade. But, like, taking your classes like that, it's, like. Giving people a platform, do whatever they want. And even though it's like, you know, there's always that class clown who likes to be funny, but that's like, just you can't, that's not how you handle situations with people. And I'm big on education. The curriculum is questionable, but school is really about the social interaction. So now you're talking about taking a questionable curriculum, putting it online, and kids are acting like animals because they have no responsibility and they don't respect the teachers. No, that is absolutely awful I mean I was like a
2: teacher's pet in high school I was best friends with my teachers and even the ones that I wasn't like best friends with I was always polite I was always on my a-game just because I feel like these people don't they're not forced to be here they're not forced to teach you I had one high school teacher that literally was like in pain and she had like I forget what disease it was and she would come in every day and struggle through class And there were kids that would blatantly disobey her. And I was like, this woman, like, she doesn't have to be here. She could take a sick day. But for your education... And they're sitting there making fun of other people. They're sitting there playing games. They're sitting there on their phones. And it's like the blatant disrespect some people have, especially on all levels of education utterly shocked me. I'm dumbfounded by it, honestly.
1: Yeah, like they literally pick the profession of teaching the youth, teaching students. So I can understand if a student doesn't respect school, but it's another to not respect like a human, like your elder. Exactly. It's actually so I, I had some more things I wanted to talk about on TikTok, but on the topic of disrespect in school, I was I was telling my viewers I had an outlandish idea and I told you I had an outlandish idea so I was gonna start that conversation by asking you, would you say students in middle school and high school overall respect school and take learning seriously? Um,
2: do I think the earth spins? I um, yes yeah, no I'm joking. Um, these kids don't give two flying shits. Okay. I mean, I can only speak for myself because, like, I'm not a teacher, so I don't go to other schools. I literally went to two schools.
1: I, see, I agree that kids don't respect school, but I just wanted to, like, make sure before I go on that we were on the same page and just to prove my argument. I was thinking, how could kids respect school? Like, what do you think could make kids respect education? So, before I tell you my imaginative plan, do you have any instant ideas? Well, I mean, I know my idea is probably outlanderish, but I think the biggest
2: issue at hand is parents. I think college is a perfect example of this, because when you're in college, mommy can't email Professor Dillard and say, oh, I'm so sorry, Lindsay had a doctor's appointment. Parents should not be allowed to come up with excuses for their children. I know for a fact, and I'm a babysitter, so I've seen it in a lot of households. These parents don't have any authority over their children anymore. Their children run the parents. So I think at that point, your parents shouldn't be allowed to give you an excuse. If you're in trouble, yes, I get it, you might want your parents there. But
1: when you're in trouble in college, they don't wait for mommy and daddy to show up. You shouldn't have parents involved. Yeah, because it's really, it sounds like it's all about the image. Like, they don't want their kid to be in trouble. They don't want the college to find out what happened. It's not about, they're, like, failing to recognize the kids are running their own life, messing up, and then they're just getting them out of it every time, so the kid's never learning how to take responsibility for their actions. Exactly. Okay, I totally... And it, it could have been the way yeah. my
2: parents phrased me, but, like, that's just my opinion.
1: No, no, no. I definitely understand that. It's definitely an aspect of school, but when I was thinking about how to get kids to respect school, it was more about what's happening in the classroom, too. Because, so, if these kids want... It, like, they're making excuses because they don't want... They're not paying attention. They're not engaged. They don't care about what's happening. I, like, everyone wants to be successful, correct? Yeah. And the way I'm defining success is happy, healthy, and wealthy. Would you agree? I mean, honestly, mine's a little different, but everyone has their own definition. Okay, but, but, like, okay, so, exactly. I was just giving, okay. So I understand the value in education, but aside from the students who are getting A's, a lot of the kids don't care and don't do it. For me, like, I did not connect with school, so I really didn't do the assignments and do the work, and I tried to get out of it. And it wasn't like I was just having my daddy make excuses. I was, like, in bed crying, like, I'm not leaving my house what i learned in school like i wish i had a better work ethic like i wish i was doing assignments and built that work ethic throughout my time at school and i wish i learned about taking care of my mental and physical health so i wasn't wasting my time lost in my own thoughts and like self-deprecating yeah. if i was taught how to handle that i would have actually been able to apply what i was learning and like do something rather than being stuck in an action so when i was just thinking about all of this because i were we're on this topic i was like what if school was a little bit different what if from like kindergarten to sixth grade you learn like the basic academic curriculum so like all of the core courses like social studies history math science like the basics and then when you go into middle school in seventh and eighth grade it's more of like a human one-on-one focus so you learn about like meditating and the breath and time management and mindful practices as in like talking to other people calmly and not just fighting with people overreacting like how to deal with your family and friends in tough situations or like even workplace situations yeah and then like your physical fitness and nutrition because I'm sure as you know like no one takes gym seriously but like oh. but how many people are overweight and like eating crap so like the schools, it's just The school serve crap to the kids who eat crap and then they don't feel good and they want them to pay attention to what george washington said back in the day and like how is that going to help anyone be successful happy healthy or wealthy okay so we focus in middle school on being a good person or human 101 the things humans need to know and then when we go on into high school you can focus on specialties. So instead of taking, so instead of someone like me who knows they're going to go into business and fashion and communications, instead of having to take science classes, more like yes. a Votech style of like pre what you want to do. So like you could go into That's pre- what I was going to say. You should go to Votech for like if you were looking for something like that. Yeah, so I'm going to just spit this all out votech has a negative connotation so what i'm questioning is the gen eds because is that really necessary at that point because like i said if you learn that k through six if you focus on your pre your specialty you spend your time doing that that's like gonna keep you engaged because it's literally in high school and you're doing something that you know is gonna make you successful and what do we all want to be successful and so that's why these kids who are like just like failing school and like oh you're gonna be a failure yeah because What is, like, school, what they're teaching in school, like, literally may have nothing to do with what a person has to do to make a living. And then college, basically, would be even more furthering your specialty knowledge. So going into, because having a degree does not guarantee you a job. You need experience, and then you're paying all that money for college and that degree, but that's not even everything you need. So I'm, like, changing, we're changing the game here, because if you, in high school, you get that pre- Education on what industry you want to go into. I'm gonna say we wipe out college, this four year institution, because you're gonna pay two hundred thousand dollars for a degree. And college, again, people don't take the classes seriously. Like, yes, you're there to learn your specialty, but there are so many gen eds and just rules that are built in the system that keep students stuck. And like, I know they say it's supposed to help everyone, but like, they don't. Yeah, I'm taking all gen eds this semester, so like,
2: I mean, I can even tell you. I like get frustrated because one of the first things they were like, "Are you excited for your classes?" and I was like, "Honestly, no." I was like, "I'm not taking any major related classes." I was like, and I want to dip my toe in the water in my major. Like, I want to start learning things that I want to learn.
1: Yeah, because what if you need to to know if you need to switch schools or switch your major? Like, you're just stuck taking these classes. Oh, Oh, great, you've already taken all the gen eds in high school and in middle school and in, like, even younger. So it's like, oh, great, let's take some more for hundreds of thousands of dollars so that, what, you can get a piece of paper that says you're eligible to get a job somewhere? Well,
2: you're not even eligible because most times they want another degree, too. And they're sometimes like, oh, like, you can be basic level. But you need to go back to college
1: and we'll help you pay for it this time. You're like, oh, yay me. That's why it's not worth it. And, like, so many students are stuck in student loan debt. And it's like... For what? So Google is coming out with this program where they are creating career certificates. I just think it's such a smart idea because after all those years, like when you're in your early 20s, like I know when I graduated high school, I was ready to hit the ground running with my business. I did not want to go to college, but it was, my dad was like, you have to, like, what are you gonna do without your degree? But this quote unquote degree is not as meaningful as it's been built up to be. The cost has gone up, and no one said anything, and people are drowning in student loan debt, and it's not worth it. So just. Well, I think even now it's awful because you have the pandemic
2: coming, and you have all these kids, and even kids that I was talking to in like some of my in-person classes, or even the girl that was next door to me. She was like a scholarship recipient, and. She was like, do you think even though I'm a scholarship recipient, I'll get the refunds? And I was like, honestly, no. I was like, it's going to go back to whoever paid for it. So it was from her scholarship committee. And she's like, but I could really use the extra, like, I don't know. I'll just say like $2. She's like, I could really use the extra $2. I was like, some kids like paid over 40 grand to be here and you are you didn't pay anything and you're hoping to get $2. And she was like, you don't understand. She's like, "I my parents like need the $2. I never thought of it that way. Yeah. It's like, and I was sh- utterly shocked by this girl. Like, she had no fear in putting me in my place. And
1: I, like, appreciated it for Yeah, because if you think about it, the people who are utilizing these scholarships don't just have this money in the bank. So when times, like, tough times like this come up, every little thing counts to help pay the bills, put food on the table. And that's why I'm questioning, and... like, is this really worth it for, like, the seriousness of, or I should say, like, the inseriousness that they take in the classes and the disrespect and the the lax, the lax vibe it's it is it really worth it and the answer is no i just i'm just i have no fear in saying it the answer is no i feel like there's some that i definitely think there's value in a college education because
2: you are learning things that now aren't being taught in high school like i can tell you i'm a psych major i did not take one psych class in high school so if i wanted to go become a psychologist right now or even go into just like clinical work I couldn't because I have no background in this. Now, if your idea was true and I was able to take psych classes in high school, then I totally would have been like, oh, bullshit, who needs college? But I had no training in the profession I want to go into. No,
1: I'm not dropping college. I'm not saying you go from high school into the work world. I'm saying you do, like, certificate systems. So smaller – so it's like you know you want to do psychology. Okay, you took – a few pre-psychology classes in high school you know that's what you want to do so you go to a psychology program for a year or two that's just psychology you don't need these gen ed you could there can be like gen ed classes as far as like world news and what's going on in society nowadays and in your field but classes that really have to do with psychology and instead of taking four years to do it you do like a year or a year and a half so that way you get your specialty so call it a degree in psychology and then you know what you because it's more affordable and shorter you could even do two you could go get another degree in like sociology or like mental health counseling like on the side like there can be more accessibility and more opportunity so yeah I feel like I didn't say that like so I just want to overview the plan the, the grand idea here Gen eds K through six middle school 7 through eight human 101 high school pre-specialty so you have the option to take business, humanities arts creativity theater etc. And then in college, it's more like a specialty degree. So whether it's communications, whether it's production, graphic design, and then obviously it's different as it comes to like doctors, but as far as yeah. like human, like human one one like communications, psychology, getting your doctorate degree is different.
2: Yeah, well, I even think like a communications class right now would be perfect because like, like I said, I'm going to college where everyone's mandated to stay six feet apart besides we're, we're not in dining halls but everywhere else we are there's like stickers on the ground and if you don't follow the stickers on the ground like you can get yelled at so we're mandated to be six feet apart we're mandated to wear masks so you can't read people's facial expressions yeah. and like right now i think communication skills are even more important because it's like you're not hiding behind a screen anymore you're literally hiding behind a
1: mask six feet away from someone It's true. And I can even say the communication skills are needed for what the way people are acting on their online classes, to their friends, to their peers, to their teachers. It's, it's so true. That's really why I do what I do, because the importance of human interaction and the way we help each other, like we're all one, we're all here together. And that's why we like, that's why we need to talk about this.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I couldn't agree more. If someone asked me what I've learned my first week of college, because I can say I I did a first week of college (laughs) in person, I learned that people don't know how to communicate. Even with, like, me messing up with my professor, my professor shouldn't have told us in the beginning of the email you were in the Wednesday group. He should have said, come in on Friday, and I'll give you your group next week. That was error right there for confusion. While it might have been blatantly put out, There's kids like me that I moved in the day before I had to go to, or two days before I had to go to classes. Like, I don't have enough time to get my head correct. And it was, like, even, not even just him. Like, I have a communications professor who she just sent out an email saying, you can come Tuesday or Thursday. And I was, like, you assigned us to a Tuesday group, so now you're saying I could go to the Thursday group? Like, I know she didn't mean that, but that's what her email said. So it's like even these doctors, my, my communication teacher, it was my communication teacher, my professor, she's a doctorate, she's still studying. She
1: didn't even know how to properly communicate to us. It's It sounds like it's unclear because I could say that for your writing teacher, for like protocol, for like COVID safety, he may not have wanted everyone to come at first but then I understand what you're saying. It's confusing. So if he would have been a little more like mindful or thought about it, maybe he just could have sent out two different group emails to like A through K and then K through Z. And same thing with your writing, with your other teacher, with your communications teacher, she should have said, no, there's a Tuesday group and there's a Thursday group and like just create two separate group emails. And it takes more work on the teacher's part. And that's where it's, their job is like with people disrespecting them in real life, and now it's getting even harder. And they, it's like now I'm suggesting, oh, they put more critical thought and Wait, effort into the I'm job. I'm so sorry,
2: Nikki. Samantha just walked down here. Sam, what? I'm so sorry. Samantha no. like has no blatant respect for anyone. It's okay. What? You're down here. No, I have I have to do my desk. You can't sit in there. I literally need things like. Okay, I have a 245. It's not going to work. You have to take class from your room. You have a desk no, in your room. The Wi-Fi doesn't work. You have to take right now. We the homework room. Fine, you're I'll not. go to the homework room. I'll go to the homework room. Okay, then you have to leave here. Okay, can I hang up? Yeah. I'm
1: sorry. My sister's a lunatic. No, I actually, I'm so sorry that that happened. But I think that's a really important point because look, you guys are trying, you're fighting over taking classes from home, aren't you? Okay, you yeah, but you really shouldn't include that. No, I think it's talk. real. I, I don't think anyone wants to hear that. No, it's an real. It, so tell me, how do you deal with this? Or Do you have you have to go now?
2: Yes, I'm literally, I don't know if you hear me. I'm packing up my laptop.
1: No, I'm, like, we don't hear the noise, but thank you so much for coming on to talk to me about these things and sharing your experience. Yeah. Oh my God, of course, we're here. Lin, little Lindsay, I hope you have a good day. I love you so much. <laughs> bye. <laughs> I love you, bye. So ladies and gentlemen, at, you know, I'm very transparent with you. I'm very honest. And I haven't had any sponsorships yet. Everything's just been authentically me. So I was sitting at dinner the other week with my grandmother, telling her about my new Skip Class Still Pass podcast, explaining how excited I am, all the good things. I made them listen. And she's like, Nikki, I just have to say, how are you going to make money doing this? And I'm like, Grandma. She Grammy. Hates, she hates <laughs> being called Grandma. I go, Grammy. I'm going to have ads people are going to pay to be sponsors on this one day and she's like well who's gonna pay for that and I'm like you
0: (laughs) (laughs) did you basically ask her for money no no at first she was confused and I'm like
1: listen if you want to be a sponsor like I will give you ad time and she's like oh what do you what do you charge and I I offered her I'm not gonna indulge on our contract I offered her a certain amount of time and said, for this amount of money, I I will provide you with an ad on my podcast. And she said she was interested. So I am here to present our first sponsored ad for Arlene Carpell. Arlene Carpell is probably not known by many. I don't think she's done anything really, like, (laughs) (laughs) world-noteworthy. Like, you probably have no idea who she is. But to me, she's Grammy. And to Danielle... Danielle, what do you think about her?
0: She's Grammy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I I tricked you guys. Danielle is sitting here with me again because she's part of the family, and you know, I I don't know what to say about our grandmother
0: except we wouldn't be here without her. It's very true, right? I wouldn't be here without her because my mom wouldn't be here. So exactly, ditto.
1: With that being said, her ad space is coming to an end, and (laughs) her time, my time is valuable, but I told her that I would let y'all know that she is the best Grammy in the world. She supports our ideas, she's open-minded, she listens to my podcast about skipping class, and actually tells me that she likes it.
0: Now, I don't know if she's a liar or just a really kind woman, Well. I will say that she probably listens to it because she didn't make her whole way through college also. So it's in the gene pool.
1: Oh, so now you're blaming my issues up. back through our family
0: history. <laughs>
1: <laughs> our grandmother <they're... laughs> oh, Wow. Do not insult our grandmother. She <laughs> skipped class and still passed. I mean, look at her. She's the first <laughs> advertiser on Skip Class Don't Pass. Very true. She's, She's iconic. Got money. She's iconic. Is there anything else you think I need to say for her? I think I said too much. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Basically, stay away from our family. Or <laughs> unless, unless you're intrigued. <laughs> unless you're interested and you want to know more. Let's get back to the episode because our time is valuable. You know what? You know, I actually. Had a few more things I wanted to talk to Lindsay about, but then obviously Samantha interrupted, and so I was just gonna finish it on my own. But now that you're here, do you Danielle? Do you want to take Lindsay's place and finish the interview? <laughs> I don't know. Lindsay's a very unique person. She might be a little upset, but let's not tell her. Okay, so I was gonna talk to Lindsay about this TikTok trend that I was seeing, and <laughs>
0: <laughs> Danielle just gave me like the worst eyes in the world. For viewers, I don't have a TikTok because I believe the Chinese government is watching us. is watching okay but so can I so there was a trend <laughs> actually can you crop that out because I don't want to be
1: you don't want the Chinese government to hear it there is this trend going on where young kids write everything that's wrong with them and then they say, and then they say at the end like I get good grades and then the parents just like good grades So like for example, there was a girl who wrote, smokes a pack a day, massive bitch to my family, can't remember the last time I was sober for 24 hours, only get good grades because I take my weight and study drugs, but my dad cheering for good grades. So do you get what I'm saying? That's horrible yes that
0: girl doesn't
1: deserve that grade. no no, but Danielle (laughs) she's not the only one and there are like thousands of kids who made videos like that and just shows how bad their habits are or how bad their study habits are how bad their health habits are but all their parents
0: care about is their good
1: grades so the reason that's why I wanted to bring this up like what do you think of that like how outrageous is that
0: I mean like from like my personal story
1: or just what do you think of when I say that? Like, do you think, how crazy is that? That that's what is a trend on TikTok. Kids are connecting that with their poor mental and physical health. All their parents
0: care about is their good grades. I mean, that's horrible. I mean, have you seen the new show, Away? No. So it's about this female who's the commander of these four other people. And they, and it's like a international uh, space mission to Mars. Mm-hmm. So the commander, her name is Emma Green she has she leaves a daughter on earth with um her husband and the dad Mm -hmm. and the dad flips out because she gets a c in science and she's like he's like my daughter's never gone to see this ridiculous and the the daughter was so upset because she's like all my dad cares about is that i gotta see not how i'm doing mentally yeah and i mean personally like i I mean, my parents were always like, you need to get good grades, but they also cared about how I was doing mentally. Like, if there was a problem. We talked about it. We had a very open relationship.
1: Yeah. Well, that's also the thing. You think about it. If if a kid is not doing well in school, there's a problem. So if you're just going to yell I mean, at that kid, yeah. oh, you're not doing well. Like, why are you getting C's? Like, obviously something's wrong. So for you just be like, well, you need to get better grades. Like, okay, well, there's a reason they're not getting
0: the yeah. best grade. Like, I know one of my really, my best friend, he, uh, they no he had ADHD till junior year of high school.
1: That's crazy. I also when you were saying that that makes me happy to hear that there's a TV show talking about this because it, it needs to be normalized our generation for instance like our parents it was all about going to college and getting your degree and where you went to college and what your degree is but as society as it has advanced with technology and media the value of education it's not the same like the way that we're learning in school is not really applicable to how the world works with technology so just worrying about the kids quote-unquote grade a a a like what about the kid and how they're doing in the world so it makes me really happy to hear that that there's a show actually talking about something like that
0: yeah and then so one of the astronauts on the show is chinese she leaves her son who's like eight or nine and her husband on earth Mm -hmm. and the son gets a 98 and the dad yells at the son on the phone and the, the mom is like, it's okay, you'll do better next time.
1: Dude, it was a 98. Yeah. Oh, that's even, oh my God. If I got a 98, I'd be ecstatic. Are you kidding me? I, I'm speechless. I, I, but what's really sad is I know that that's like a reality for a lot of people within certain cultures. Like, it's just like for what? I don't know. And that's so wrong to do to a kid. Like, think about it. Like, he tried hard, got, got a good grade. And his dad's going to still in him,
0: oh, even though you tried really hard and did well, you're not good enough. And the dad isn't even thinking about, like, his mom, his support system is nowhere near him. Like, they can't be in contact anymore. How does a kid deal with that?
1: No, that's really messed up. I hate to hear that. I mean, I hate to hear that, but also it makes, I'm so happy that it's on a show. So that's being out there for someone because hopefully some little kid who is experiencing something like that, or not even a little kid, a big kid, because when you do that to a little kid, it's going to stay with that kid for the rest of their life as they grow into an adult. And so always on the inside, that little kid is going to be that little kid. You know, mm-hmm. what, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that makes me so happy they're talking about it because for young students nowadays or for graduates who have, have grown, they can connect to that and hopefully feel like they're not alone. And, and like it's, it's so crazy because a lot of people in life do go through similar things, mm-hmm. but we all feel alone. But like it's something other people do experience as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, even like as a college student, like being home during COVID, I don't feel like I have the same support system as I do at college. Yeah. Because I, I can't just walk into my professor's office and be like, hey, I have a problem. Or how are you? And like chat. No, but it is, connection. it's connection. But now you need to like go email them and be like, okay, let's set up a Zoom for this time and then we can talk. Yeah. There's so many barriers. Yeah, no,
1: it's not the same. And I feel bad. I talked about this with Lindsay a little bit, but like the way, te- like, I, I feel bad for everyone on all <laughs> ends of this online learning spectrum, but, like, the teachers with the technology, some of the ones that are, like, older and not as advanced, and now they can't even have, like, they're in it for their students, yeah. and now it's, it's a challenge to even speak to their students.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> my Spanish class at 8 a.m. this morning, um, the professor, he's from Spain, so it was, like, 2.30 his time, not 8am. He's in Spain? Yeah, he's from, he uh, he lives near Madrid, but does, he, in the suburb. If you were at school, would he have been there? No. Because oh. he lives in Spain. He does like, the AU abroad office. Oh, that's so cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. It, it would have always been a virtual class. No, if, it, if we were actually, like, in person, I wouldn't have had him at all.
1: Unless uh, I was like doing an abroad trip
0: to Spain. And I, I was got you. I Spanish. got you. Okay. Okay. So I guess that's like a cool opportunity, I guess. Yeah. From online classes. But he also doesn't know a lot of English. We love a positive. <laughs> oh, and a negative. No, <laughs> no, but it's okay. Like, if you talk to him, like, slow, he'll understand it. Yeah. So, anyway, he looked. He saw something and we didn't know what he saw. He ripped out his earbuds and ran off. And, we're like, and everyone in the class is so tired, but we all were like, what? Yeah. What's happening? And then we just hear yelling in Spanish. <laughs> so then he comes back. He's like out of breath. He's like, he puts his head, his earbuds and He's like, um, he says it's in English. He's like, I'm sorry. It was my wife. She was leaving, and I had to tell her something before she left. Because like I said, it's probably like 2.30 his time. Siesta. So. It was
1: after siesta. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he actually made a joke at the end of the class. He's like, all right, be honest with me guys. How many people are going back to bed right now? Everyone's like, nope, we got classes. He's like, all right, I'm going to go take
1: a nap. It's wonderful. Have you ever done a siesta in Spain? Do you know what I'm talking about?
0: Uh, like, Yeah, like a nap in Spain. In the afternoon? Yeah, no.
1: They're, no? They have like official nap time in Spain. Like I lived there with a the family one summer, and during the afternoon, like 2, 3 o'clock, they will come home from work, have lunch, and take a nap and then they go back so that's why they i don't know if
0: it's true though no it is dude i was there (laughs) i'm just telling you i did it with
1: my family there and that's why they eat dinner so much later at night they eat dinner at like nine ten o'clock
0: like their lunch is also bigger than their dinner
1: yeah Hmm. well it's because it's later in the day so that's why they eat so much later there it's just and they take the nap it's so nice well i did see something else on tiktok i guess i could just say it and you could tell me if you respond to it because okay. I felt that it was applicable to this episode. It was from this guy. His name is Stefan What, And he wrote, the fact that I can learn more about life, finance, social skills, spirituality, and health on YouTube in a few hours than I ever learned in the public school system.
0: I mean, like, by public school, you mean, like, high school and younger? Or do you even mean college also?
1: I just mean, like, do they really teach you about... I no, mean, in general,
0: did they teach you
1: about life, finance, social skills, spirituality, so I can or tell you my
0: experience in the public school system and my opinion of the experience. So the way my our high school worked was that you had four marking periods and it was you know ninth grade, tenth, whatever, <laughs> and each grade had their own semester for health. So let so like junior year, I think we had a third semester. Mm-hmm. The, there was a big portion of it that was about mental health and like we every day before we started class we had like five minutes coloring time that we would learn about all this stuff with mental health but i don't think it was important like the, we learned about disorders and um how to try to cope with the anxiety but i mean it's also like this is this is what you're learning you have to be graded on it yeah
1: that's very interesting i mean maybe you just have a much better memory than i do because i don't even remember no it was new it was okay. new,
0: from when so you it, were there. it
1: sounds like what you're saying is even like they try to implement it, but it's so structured via school and like you're being graded on. it. It's like okay, tell me the definition of bipolar disorder, and then we're yeah. gonna take a test
0: on it. Like yeah, and then like senior year, we also had um, this project where okay, you're you're leaving high school now. What do you do? Do you go out and get a job, or are you going to college? How are you financing that? And mm-hmm. we had to do all this stuff with seeing if we would actually be able to afford the lifestyle we want, which yeah, it's important, but I don't think it's applicable because you can't just plan your life like that. There are going to be, like, um, side roads where you're going to be like, this happened, but wait, I got to do all this, and I got to come back. and Or just, like, at the very end, like, at the very tip of the iceberg, the
1: end of high school, they're going to be like, okay... This is how much it costs to live your life. This is what you're going to need to do. Like, check it out. See what it's – like, why wouldn't they help you along the way? Like, all right, these four years, we're preparing for college. Like, what do you think would be best for you to go this way? Or, like, are you more interested in something like this? Or, like, it's, like, at the very end, they're like, oh, and by the way, these are really important things you need to know.
0: I mean, and, like, they did have these speakers talk about mental health in the senior year also, and they were good speakers, and, like, they – speakers got very emotional and they were really up close and personal which was good and you learned something from them but yet at the same time we had this kid who had a uh, mental disability in the class he's like yeah I feel depressed sometimes I do want to kill myself and everyone in the class is just laughing and the teachers were like we got to do something and they just pulled him out and we're like is that really how you want to deal with that go through the whole system or do you want to be more personal personable with them the fact that other
1: kids would laugh at that is disgusting. I, I, I'm I sorry, I blacked out after you said that because that's just, like, not funny.
0: No, it's not.
1: And you're totally right. Like, just, like... People get so alarmed when people say that, and I can understand why, but it it really just means, like, I'm so unhappy with myself and my life, I don't want to continue living it. So it's not something that they need to, like, remove him from class, treat him like he's a psycho, put him through the system. Someone just needs to be like, hey, are you okay?
0: What's going on? Like it's not, and it like made him so nervous because now he has to deal with all these people. Where sometimes when you feel that way, you just need to have an honest conversation to to someone. with someone. Oh my god! Oh my god! And it was so disgusting because this speaker is talking about his problems and his depression. Now he did like almost commit suicide. He had like five attempts, yeah. and yet they're all they're basically laughing at him. Also, like it was disgusting. And me and my friend just sat there and were like, "What the hell is happening?"
1: That is absolutely insane. That's. So what's the problem there? Because I I feel like I can applaud the school system for trying and bringing in these type of
0: speakers. But is it the students? Like, I mean, the school, like I said, junior year, we learned about this stuff. And then we didn't take any away from it because clearly everyone's still laughing. They don't take it. Oh, my God.
1: It's really sick. I, I that is just something I was not prepared to even hear discuss. But like laughing. And you know what? I'm sorry my brain just can't actually process what you're saying laughing at someone who is, like says they want to kill themselves like th- it like that's not funny and like, I'm sorry I actually don't know what to say okay so I was finally able to gather my thoughts when someone says they want to kill themselves or they express a feeling like that it's a cry for help they're literally implying like they're unhappy with their life they don't want to live it anymore they need help So to treat someone like that, like they're crazy, and like you were saying, they don't teach you in school how to handle your emotions. So that's why growing up, they'll teach you history and all the math equations you need to know. But if you say you want to kill yourself, they're like, oh, oh my god, crazy, Call, call 911, get them out of here, call the parents. But like, no, they're just actually saying, hey, can you help me? Like, I'm not feeling well. Like on a more extreme scale, but that's all anyone's saying. Like, and most of the time, if someone actually says those words out loud, it's because they want help. They don't want to do it, they want to talk about it. So, ironic that this came up because it's actually September, and September is Suicide Awareness Month. And this was so not where I saw the episode going, but it's so important to talk about because. I mean, I, I was not prepared for this, but I'll just share. Like, I have felt that way growing up, and it's not, it's not this, like, everyday constant thing, but it's when you battle with depression and anxiety, it's, it's the way your mind thinks. And if your mind just thinks like that, it's, it's normal to you. So that's why people overreacting and thinking it's such this extreme. Obviously, it's extreme to say something like that, but it's really just a cry for help because people are struggling. and
0: Because they can't see any other path.
1: It's because it's in, it's in your own head. It's your It's the way you feel and think about yourself. So because you're lost in your own head, you can't see out of it. That's how you feel it's like your inner critic. Like your inner critic is telling you that there's no other choice but to do this. Exactly. So if you can hear Samantha, she's saying it's your inner critic. It's you in your own mind that's saying like, you're not worthy. You're not good enough. Like this life is not working. And so that's why you need help. You need to talk to someone and growing up, they don't teach you how to deal with your emotions or do any of that. And so that is why it is literally so important to talk about your emotions and say when you need help. So I'm just being dead serious here. If you are someone who has struggles with your mental health and you need someone to talk to, please reach out because I know I'm not a professional, but I'm not going to call the police on you. I'm not going to freak out. If you need someone
0: to talk to, I'm here. I mean, like, it's more common than you think. Like, okay, I'm not going through this mental health crisis right now, but at some point in my life, I will. And I want to be able to connect with someone when I do. Absolutely. So why make fun of them if you're gonna go through the same thing?
1: I know, and people you're a real hypocrite. You, people will laugh at it till it hits them or till it affects them, and it was really upsetting me before because I'm like, how do we, how do we get these students to realize the seriousness of mental health? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's gonna be them losing someone they love or close to them to realize how it's not funny, it's not a joke, and that's what's so sick. How many people need to take their own lives for people to realize like it's not a joke and people need to talk about their feelings?
0: I mean, even if you think about army oh my god it breaks my heart i was waiting in a very five hour long line mm-hmm. <laughs> and the guy behind me was in a nice suit he had his pad and a pen and he was with his mom and he had like a kentucky accent i think he mm-hmm. was actually from kentucky mm-hmm. and he said something about the army and i turned around and i'm like i didn't i read this article about saying not not saying thank you for your service because it's actually superficial so i didn't say that but i'm like hey, my, I, my cousin is in the ROTC program, and he's going into the Army, and, like, I, I, I've learned through school what it's like to have PTSD, but, like, it would be such an honor to hear it from your side and, like, how the VA is doing and what they can do better. And then he um, told me he was, he was an intelligence officer, mm-hmm. so he, he slept maybe one hour a day. Oh, my God. He was just constantly working. Yeah. He's wor- He's working on these huge important missions that are still classified to this day. He couldn't even tell me. Yeah. And he was just telling me all the mental health trauma that he went through and that, like, the VA isn't helping at night. And even today, I mean, and he can't even sleep anymore because of all the PTSD he's going through. And the VA, who's supposed to help you, can't, they, they can't.
1: They're not there for the veterans. They
0: just need to talk to someone.
1: They need to talk about what they've been through. And even him, he wasn't a combat soldier. Can you imagine the combat soldiers and their PTSD and their trauma? It is literally one of my missions because, as you know, I'm a fashion designer. When I create camouflage army-colored clothing, I am going to give back to vets and their mental health because it is disgusting that these men and women put their lives on the line for our country and they come home
0: and... No one's here for them. And then there's two things I want to say. Tell me. to Come at me. A, the families don't know how to deal with this, mm-hmm. but they are all, they're not going through, like, similar emotions, but they're going through the trauma and be like, oh, my God, my son or my daughter are really like, my brother is going through this and I want to help them and there's nothing I can do. Like, there's no well, way to prepare like, for that. It's
1: kind of like, you have AA and then you have, like, what is it called? Um... Hold on, it's like the sister program for AA. It's not the alcoholic, it's the family member. like at. Hold on, let me think of it. AA, family member, pause. <laughs> it's, it's called Anon, Al-Anon, Al-Anon, like you have Alcoholics Anonymous, which is for alcoholics, and then there's another program, Al- Al-Anon, that's for the family members of alcoholics. So for example, you have the vets who are suffering from their mental health, but the family, the people around them, that's it's still so affecting you, like you just said, yeah, like it
0: doesn't just affect that one person. That, it affects, that's what I'm saying. It's such, on such a greater scale that no one, no one realizes, and no, no one does anything about it.
1: Except I these v-
0: people who go through the VA and be like, this is what we need to do, but yet they can't get the funding. It's the system. The
1: system, systems are broken. When you have such a big corporation and so many systems and people to go through, the changes get lost in the systems, and these people need help right now. For a vet who's waiting for help for months, for him to get a like a one-hour session with a doctor who prescribes him a bottle of pills, do this you think disgusting. that's what's going to help that man the best? Okay, that's, that's what I'm saying. So, as if I couldn't be more disturbed... We're going to do something about this because it's unacceptable. What are we going to do? We're going to help them. We're going to help the vets. We're going to sell clothing. We're going to raise money for them and just give them the help they deserve. Because you know what we didn't even talk about? The homelessness of vets. Like, not only are they struggling, they're on the streets. Mm -hmm. And so without disturbing... I mean, I've lived in D.C. I've seen
0: it firsthand.
1: I, I... Oh, my God, Danielle. Well, I think that it was so important and so lucky that I got you on here today because the things that we said, the things that you said, the things that we brought up to the surface, we popped that pimple. (laughs) (laughs) We opened the volcano. (laughs) Anything else? I do have to film the end. Which is Sam. No, it's going to be the homework assignment. Ah, gotcha. Um, I kind of just want to do it now while we're on this recording. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so... With that being said, I I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I was really I'm really glad I got to share my family, my sisters, my cousins, my dysfunction with you. Today's homework assignment, what I want to do, like now that we talked about the vets and these friends and people, I think maybe we should reach out to like three people that you don't normally
0: maybe broaden the spectrum not just to teachers.
1: Okay. Yeah, what should, what do you think, how, what do you, th- okay, so Danielle, what do you think is a good homework assignment to help people, because I want to encourage people to tell people they appreciate them, or connect Maybe to them, have, or like, reach out. Maybe have like three
0: categories, one could be like someone you really don't talk to, one could be teachers, and one, I don't know, I don't know what the other one is, because I don't know if everyone knows a vet. hmm so we could say
1: like reach out to three different people from like different categories of your life, like old, young, girl, guy, friend, foe, whoever. Not foe. No, I'll, 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 te- I'll text well, an always enemy. an enemy. I know, I'll text an enemy and be like, hey, bitch, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though, text. All right, so here's what we're going to do. You're going to reach out to three different people from walks of life and just share your gratitude and appreciation for them. Someone you haven't spoken to, someone you have.
0: Even your parents.
1: Yeah, just let your parents know, like, hey, th- I'm really grateful for the life and the opportunities you have given me. Danielle, I think that was a great idea. Thank you very much. Students, that is what you're going to do. You're going to reach out to three different types of people and let them know how you appreciate them. And you know what? One of them can even be yourself. Let yourself know how much you appreciate yourself for keeping you here, keeping you alive, keeping you strong, keeping you healthy, and keeping you mindful because you just listened to the fourth episode of Skip Class Still Pass and you are a motherfucking rock star. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen let's get fucking going because we have a world to save bye okay with that being said bye